the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmon. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along today. Thursday edition. The week has gone by ever so quickly, I believe. Kath, how about you? i got to be honest that I just have too much to do right now in oh, life. Oh, yeah. This is your And week. I think maybe that's why it seems like it's gone so quickly. Mm, you're busy. Yeah, it's just boom, 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 boom. So in addition to, if, if our listeners don't know, in addition to your duties here as the co-host of The Ride Home, right. you're also a worship leader. It's a busy time if you work mm. at a church. There's just a lot of stuff going on. Yep. yep. There's a lot of services. There's mm-hmm. a lot of music. There's a lot of requirements mm-hmm. and needs. And Plus you had like a church that. Christmas party today. Plus I... I mean, do you guys I, do a white elephant? We did do a white elephant. Hey. We, we actually do a, a, a gift. Oh. It's not a white element. Ele, element? And white or an elephant. Uh, it, you actually have to... Mm-hmm. Produce something. Mm-hmm. Is there a difference there? I mean, I mean, you know, because well, we yeah. do a white elephant here, and it's kind of they're both like, very funny. Just fun. they're both very nice, but you have to know each other pretty well to do a gift exchange. Are you doing a grab bag? It, uh, it is so always you a knew grab bag. Who your yes. person was? Yes, the secret Santa, as it is known. Mm. That's a little pressure because what if you mess that up? Right. It hey. can also be very entertaining. I bet. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good thing. It's not been weird at all. Good. Um, a gentleman uh, is relatively new to our staff, and he got me, and so he gave me a gift card, which is fine because he doesn't know me. Yeah, but it's that's smart. you know what I mean. Right, so it's, of course, yeah, yeah, I yeah. totally appreciated that. Very good. I went home last night and uh, ate some of my uh, white elephant gift. What do you mean? That's what I. Oh, you got popcorn. I had. Ch- oh, chocolate covered potato chips and chocolate covered popcorn. It's a lot of chocolate. Chocolate covered potato chips is really very very good. That was a bit much. Very, it's very a lot good. of chocolate, I think, and the chocolate over the popcorn, it's just over. There's no, there's no popcorn. No, there. it's just all just I'd chocolate rather blobs. Have the, chi- the pop, the chocolate covered mm. chip. Yeah, I actually felt bad because I took the the gift from someone else who really wanted it, and then I thought I, I should apologize. No, you shouldn't. No, it's I mean, a white elephant. I'm not gift. going to. Yeah. yeah, but I'm just saying as I'm eating it, you know, I'm going. Hey. Yeah, probably <laughs> shouldn't a, have made her feel bad while probably, I was taking her yeah. gift right. away. She had a fruit cake. But she got a gift card. She, was she say, won out in the she end. Won out. She, yeah. yeah, we do a special thing here at Word FM. Whoever gets the worst white elephant gift gets a prize from the boss. Yeah, and it wasn't a really, it wasn't a true um, cake. It was just like a, a log. Yeah, Gary brought it in. Oh, that's right. <laughs> nice job, Gary. <laughs> See, I didn't have time. I had to send my better half out. He said, you had to please oh, oh, get no. me something. Oh, no. You had to That's what she that picked, so I'm blaming it on right, her. We're just throwing the boss's wife under the No, under I the like bus. her. I like your wife very much. Uh, she sent in Mounds Bars for us one time. Uh, yes. Wait, mm-hmm. Mounds, wait, was it Mounds Bars? Mm, no, it was. I think it was Mounds Bars. Yeah. Or was it Malik? No, it was Mounds Bars. That's Mounds Bars. I appreciate it. Like sometimes you don't. Yeah. I'm enjoying nuts. Yeah, and Mounds don't, and they're dark chocolate. 
I think it's really much better than Almond Joy. Of course. And, you know, she's talked me out of firing you several times. <laughs> Which is, but, you know. <laughs> she is so good. So it's more we than the mountain. Yeah, it is. Her. Yeah, we, we love is. that woman. Yeah. Very, very nice. All right. Well, uh, there's an eye opener right there. actually listens to your show. I hope she doesn't hear this part. Oh, I hope <laughs> she does. All right. Without further ado, let's get on with the business. It's a very busy, busy day news-wise. So, Kath, uh, always, you uh, give us the news stories. How about the top four at four? For Thursday, the 15th of December, 2022, that's 10 days from Christmas, number one. The National Archives and Records Administration released the 12,879 documents related to the assassination of President John F. Kennedy today. Shortly after the president, the current president, issued an executive order authorizing their full disclosure while still, John, keeping hundreds of other sensitive records under wraps. Um, so that 70% of the records related to the JFK assassination have now been released in full. Um, keep in mind that JFK was killed in 1963, so it's taken a really, really long time. Uh, it wasn't immediately clear, according to CBS News, whether the files released today, thousands of which were previously released with redactions, contained anything really significant. Hmm. Longtime JFK watchers hoped the trove would shed more light on what the U.S. government knew about Oswald before the Kennedy assassination, particularly what he was doing in Mexico City in the weeks before all of that uh, went down in Dallas. Uh, one document detailing the CIA's interception of Lee Harvey Oswald's communications with the Soviet embassy in Mexico City and the reaction by the U.S. embassy after Kennedy's death was released without two prior redactions. So the 30 percent, that's protecting who or what? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Number two. The House passed a bill today that would allow Puerto Rico to hold the first ever binding referendum on whether to become a state or gain some sort of independence in a last-ditch last ditch effort that stands little chance of passing the Senate. So, of course, they're doing it for reasons of publicity. Um, the bill passed with some Republican support. Um, this is what Democratic-Republican Raul Gravala of Arizona said, quote, It is crucial to me that any proposal in Congress to decolonize Puerto Rico decolonize. be informed and led by Puerto Rican. Is What's that it's a little bit of a stretch to yeah, I'd say decolonize. So. The verbiage is a little bit off there, wouldn't you say? I just feel like that's a little what the heck? Number three, former President Donald Trump has kept a low pro profile since announcing last month that he's running for president again. But according to today's trib, things went in a different direction today because the former president took to social media and the Internet to make what he called a major announcement. He unveiled... Are you familiar with this, John? I am. Uh -huh, a new line of digital trading cards that bear his likeness. Um, these cards feature, according to President Trump, some of the really incredible artwork pertaining to my life and my career. It's been very exciting. Uh, the cards show Trump riding perhaps on the back of a red, white, and blue elephant or another one where he appears to be flying into space with rockets attached to his back or the one where he physically ripped former President Trump has shown pulling open his shirt to reveal a superhero costume. Uh, these are all NFTs, and you can buy one for $99. Merry Christmas. Number four, Westmoreland County, speaking of the JFK assassination, cutting ties with Dr. Cyril Wecht. 
The county's commis- county commissioners today uh, approved a one-year contract with Weck's former associate to do autopsies for coroner Tim Carson. Um, Cyril Weck is 92 years old and has worked as the county's private pathologist for more than half a century. And that is your top four at four. It's amazing, isn't it? 92 and still working at that high level. I, I read the the contract with the county was uh, upwards of $275,000. $245,000 this year for autopsies and to testify in court as part of criminal prosecutions and homicide cases. He also has a separate contract with the DA's office for testimony. Hmm. And still opining about JFK? That's a good gig That's if it. you yeah. can get it. I mean, you can't deny the career. That's a long, long time. You can't, but you you can question the publicity hound status. <laughs> he does. That, he does appreciate the spotlight, does he not? He will be replaced by Dr. Jennifer Hammer. Yes. All right, we'll take a quick break. When we do come back, we are going to talk about Haiti. Nick Stolberg has a story to tell. Moving his, his, his self. God, please don't make <laughs> me a long-term missionary. Please, Lord. And the rest happens. 101.5 WORD. Playing Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music on the weekends with the best new Christmas music. New, new, new music. Behold, from Phil Wickamand and Wilson. Come Home for Christmas by Matthew West. And O Come Home Emmanuel by Doug. The best new Christmas music. Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music on the weekends on Word FM. If you are 65 or older, you know this. It's really frustrating to deal with out-of-pocket medical expenses, just watching your hard-earned dollars flying out the window. Well, here's something that can really help, and it's worth taking a minute to look into. MediShare has a new option. It's called MediShare 65+. Plus. And MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills. It really is a community, too. People encourage and pray for each other. MediShare 65 Plus is a low-cost option for those with Medicare Parts A and B, and it fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. It's a great way to fight inflation, too. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years, and you can use your Medicare-approved doctor. And you also get telehealth 24-7 service, so you don't have to leave your home for the little stuff. Very worth looking into, and it's so easy to find out why people rave about the customer service at MediShare. They're easy to talk to. Call 833-SHARE-55. That's 833-SHARE-55. 833-SHARE-55. How will you celebrate Christmas this year? How about being surrounded by a giant extended family in a warm, secure environment enjoying gourmet dining? Sound good? Well, by this time next year, that could be a reality if you check into luxury independent living at The Village in Gibsonia. No large upfront fees and no long-term contracts can put living in a luxury condominium at The Village at St. Barnabas under the tree for you this year. Call 724-443-0700. Merry Christmas from St. Barnabas. After 11 years, Brett's marriage had grown stale. He wanted something better for he and his wife. Focus on the family's helped our marriage from the standpoint of opening our hearts to see things from the other's perspective and to make sure that God is centered in our marriage. I'm Jim Daly. Together we can give families hope. Donate at focusonthefamily.com family and your gift will be doubled. This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. 
Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you missed the Life and Legacy show, you will find it archived at secularlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy show. When we ask the question, what does God want for my life? Of course, we think that we're open-minded, but actually we're thinking in a you know pretty small area, right? So, you know, I remember when I was graduating from college and I asked, you know, what does God want for my life? Of course, I had already decided that God was going to work in these certain parameters, right? And I was going to be, you know, working in this particular line, you know, what I had studied in school. And of course, I was going to, you know, marry the person I was dating. Anyway, the long and the short of it is I didn't work in what I was studying and I didn't marry the guy I was dating. Oh, hey, God, what's up? (laughs) Uh, Nick Stolberg's with us. He's from an organization called New Roots Haiti. And um, Nick, first of all, welcome to the program. Thank you guys for having me. It's great being here today. Pleasure. And uh, as I told my story, uh, you're probably laughing because you know what that's like. Absolutely. To think you're going to do one thing and end up doing another thing. So down the line in our conversation, we're going to talk about Haiti. We're going to talk about the situation there. Um, but let's talk first off about how you hear from God and what you think God's going to say and then what actually he ends up saying. So your story is. Yeah. So I, I grew up in uh, Washington State. Uh, I grew up in the church. Wonderful family. Wonderful church family. Uh, I grew up going to youth group. That's where I met my wife. Uh, she was the PowerPoint girl and I was the sound guy. And, you know, she needed a ride home after youth group. So I volunteered. And, you know, pretty soon we were going on dates. So, um we, uh, we had the opportunity in our church to go on a lot of mission trips. Uh, we went to Mexico. Um, it's you know, about 40 hours south on I-5 there and uh, built some homes, and it was fantastic. And we grew up doing that. And uh, like I said, I was the sound guy for our church. So, uh, you know, they called me up one day, and they said, uh, Nick, we have this missionary night. We're going to need a sound guy. And so I said, oh, yeah, no problem. I was nice. Um, and so I showed up, and uh, I remember sitting in the back in a little sound booth there, and I have no idea what was going on. I don't know who was there. I don't know what they were talking about. But I remember a conversation I had with God that was basically like this. God never called me to be a long-term missionary. Like, I am not, like, I don't know what's going on tonight, but this is not me ever. Like, I have, uh, I'm going to college. I've got a good career ahead of me. Like, this is not, why? Like, not me. And uh, and I just remember that. I don't think I ever, you know, thought about it much a- after that. What did you think uh, you were going to do? Um, entrepreneur, business. Okay. Um, at the time, I was working in public works for a city. Uh, city management was kind of my career um, that I was looking at. Um, but... There I was uh, having this conversation with God. And so I kept dating my, my girlfriend at the time. Pretty soon, uh, it was about time to get married. And uh, I had a ring in my pocket. And my wife had been on a mission trips. She'd been raised in the church with me. And uh, she was, you know, she asked me one night, she's like, will you promise me that when I'm done with college, we'll move abroad for a year? And of course, I was in love and I had this ring. And I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> like, but knowing in my heart, obviously, she'll want to just be a normal person and, you know, not really want to move abroad for a year. Um, and so we moved, uh, she ended up going to college, um, between her junior and senior year, uh, I continued on with my career. Things were going great between her junior and senior year of college. She decided to go to Kenya and I was like, great, you're going to go to Kenya. You're going to, you know, experience this, you know, out of the U S situation. You're going to get it out of your system and you'll be ready to come back, be normal, start a family, probably buy a boat and, uh, be like a normal person. So, uh, she went and she came back more passionate on on fire to move abroad. And I was like, uh-oh. Oh. Yep, here we go. So uh, I've got this amazing wife, great heart. 
uh, wants to go and serve, and now she's got this husband that's very reluctant. And so, like, there was a lot of pressure and a little bit of guilt. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we just kept going. We kept talking about it. You felt guilty because? Because I didn't have this calling. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to give up my American dream um, to, to go serve. Um, I understood the need, but I just wasn't ready. Um, God hadn't made that abundantly clear to me yet. And uh, so we're in New York uh, on, on a trip. Um, things you do before you have kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we're in the UN building and we're walking down these like corridors and there's these like posters of kids carrying buckets of water, like UNICEF projects, USAID stuff. Mm-hmm. And that is where I say, God hit me over the head with a stick and basically said, if I've given you a wife that's this passionate to move abroad, then who am I to stand in the way? And I'm like, what do you say to that? You know, um, at, at that point, I was like, well, I guess we're going to move. So this was 2009, uh, September-ish, 2009. And uh, for those who remember, the economy wasn't in a great spot. There's a lot of people losing their jobs. It wasn't necessarily a great time to be like, mm, I think I'll just give up my good job and move to Haiti. Um, so, And we didn't even know it was Haiti at that point. So we kept talking. We eventually... Uh, um, you know, kept talking. We said, look, if this is, uh, really our calling, if this is what we're going to do, then we just got to do it. Like we're going to get a lot of our close family and friends telling us, Oh, just wait. Oh, think about it a little bit longer. Oh, pray about it. But like, if this is where we're going to do, if this is what God's asked us to do, then we need to do it. Um, but your wife knew your reluctance. She did. And so she was even surprised, uh, that I was like, you know, coming around, you know, this quick. Um, but I went back to the hotel room and I Googled orphanage. And uh, ended up finding it's a general Google search. <laughs> well, well, I guess I just assumed, you know, if we were going to be in missions, up. we'd be in an orphanage, right? Um, and so, and this is, I mean, 2009, like, we had internet, but it wasn't like it is. Right. You know, it wasn't now, great internet, right? Yeah, and people didn't have that great of websites or anything. So that AOL, <laughs> right? You've got mail. Uh, so we ended up um, emailing these two organizations, one in Uganda and one in Haiti. And uh, after about a month. It was abundantly clear that Haiti was where we where we belonged. Um, so Thanksgiving rolled around that year, and uh, we told our families we had a big announcement. Obviously, they were waiting for the grandbabies, and uh, instead we told them we were leaving for a year. Um, How'd that go over? Oh, great! We uh, we both have families that are really supportive, um, oh, good and so it, it, you know they they were like, "Okay, three hundred sixty five days, I'll start my watch." Mm-hmm. You know, um, but. Yeah, so that was that was November, uh, January 2010. If some of you guys remember, that's when the big earthquake hit Haiti. Um, you know, estimated over 200,000 people lost their lives that day. Um, so that was epicentered in Port-au-Prince. And then we were looking to move towards Cap-Haitian. And so Cap-Haitian is on the northern city. It's about 150 miles north. So they were not directly affected at all like Port-au-Prince was. Um, and so we hadn't been to Haiti yet. We hadn't visited. They had encouraged us to come, but we were reluctant. Um, just because of the cost and, and time off and everything. And so uh, we looked at each other. I think I sent my wife a text. I was like, do we need to go to Haiti? She's like, yes. So we emailed, and they were like, um, no, we don't. We're good. And then they emailed the next day, and we're like, if you could come tomorrow, that'd be great. Wow. Um, wow. You know, things had changed. They had a lot a lot more different logistical needs all of a sudden. Yeah. And so I had a, a great job. I was able to get a couple of weeks off. She just stopped going to school. Um, and uh, we were on our way. And that was our first trip. We ended up flying to Florida. Then we flew into uh, the De- Dominican Republic, and then taxied all the way over, spent two weeks in Haiti, completely fell in love with the country. So, Nick, so. even the best of times, Haiti's not the garden spot of the world. Uh, no, but you know what? Uh, Haiti is a beautiful country, and uh, especially where we're at in the north. It's very green. It's very lush. There's great beaches. Um, there's obviously a, there's no power. There's no running water. There's no septic systems. There's no you know sanitation systems. So there's a, just an unbelievable amount of infrastructure that doesn't exist. Um, 
that being said, it is a beautiful country. Mm-hmm. So just a lot of opportunities. So, so we, yeah, we went there January, uh, came back. My wife graduated in June, about five days later, we were on a plane. We moved to Haiti. Uh, so originally we went and we lived in an infant care center, um, named Channel of the Promise. And, uh, that was very transformative in our, in our time in Haiti. So we spent about five years there. That's where we learned to speak the language. That's where we learned the culture. We learned to work with people. Um, and we took care of sick and malnourished babies. And it was a, mm. it was a really great time wow. and really hard time. I yeah. mean, it was, uh, we learned a lot, uh, especially, um, about the true needs of Haiti. And, and so our, our whole perspective a- after our first, you know, a couple months there, we quickly realized that one of the biggest limitations with organizations operating around the world, especially in Haiti, was just turnover. Um, it's a country where a lot of people don't last. Um, people go down there with, you it's know, maybe hard. a lot, it's just too hard. And so they go down there hoping to live for a long time and they make it, you know, a few months, maybe some make it a couple of years, maybe some make it five years, but it is just a very, very tough country to live in. Um, spiritual warfare, there's just the lack of resources. Um, there's no grocery stores. Um, you can't just go and, you know, get food that you would normally get in here. And especially, I'm, I'm especially talking about Capetian. Port-au-Prince is very different. Um, and that's what I always like to emphasize is, you know, we're 150 miles apart. But ge- but by vehicle, it's about eight hours. I bet. Um, it's a very tough, yeah, long, long drive. Yep. And uh, and so you know, Port-au-Prince has a you know big grocery stores, a much a lot more infrastructure, a little bit of power, better roads. Um, but it's 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 a whole other part of the island. Right. Um. And so we weren't living there, and so we were uh, we were in Capetian, and it, it was very different. So. Yeah. So yep. people read about Haiti, and if anything, they know that it's dangerous. Absolutely, and. Uh, when we moved there in 2010, they were currently had a, a UN force uh, named Munista that was there. Um, peacekeeping force. Peacekeeping force, yep. So they had Naples soldiers, um, Brazilian soldiers, several countries from around the world had, had a, 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 a presence there. And uh, I mean, when we would drive down the road, we'd see tanks, we'd see, you know, uh, peacekeepers all over the place. And it was very peaceful, calm, very safe. I'd take people into the markets. Um, we never had issues. Um, and, and, and during those years, you know, 2010, when we got to Haiti to probably 2015, 2016, we would always say Haiti was on a good upward trend. Mm-hmm. Like roads were being built. There was mm-hmm. development. There was a tourism sector growing. Um, there was a lot of positive change in the country. Um, more than, you know, I think it had been, you know, in the, in the previous bunch of years. Um, but now the, you know, the UN obviously had their, their ailments too. There was a lot of, uh, issues that they brought to the country as well. The biggest, you know, being cholera, um, the, the Nepalese soldiers brought over cholera in 2010 that ended up killing, you know, a a minimum of 10,000 people in 2011 that was uh, recorded, but it's probably a lot higher than that. Um, and so there started to be a lot of, you know, tension between the the soldiers and the, and the population. And Mm -hmm. I think both parties realized that it was kind of time to be done. Um, and so Haiti wanted their country back. So the, the soldiers left and what that did and, and, and part of the Munista's um, occupation was to really build up a force of police that could take over the country. Sure. And, uh, and so I think they believe that that was complete, but, uh, as we're seeing now, it, it definitely wasn't. And so. Nick, so you're there for an yep. extended amount of time married and then you have children. Yeah. So, so we have four kids. Uh, our oldest is, um, 12. And so we adopted our first three kids and the fourth one is biologics. So they've all been born in Haiti. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it's yeah four kids. Wow. Okay. Yep. And so you've yep. been in Haiti ever since. 
Yeah, ever since. Since that, that first time in 2011. Yes. Yep. And so for the first, you know, 10 years we were there, we wouldn't even travel together. Um, I, like I would leave and then my wife would leave because we were waiting for our adoptions to be finished. Um, and so we spent exclusively all of our time in Haiti. You didn't travel together. Why? Uh, because we need somebody to watch our kids. Mm-hmm. And so our, our, our passports or their passports, their adoptions weren't finished. So one would leave at a time. I see. Yep. Oh, so you could you all couldn't leave the country? At no, this, oh, no, I see what not you're until not until just before COVID, we got the ability to all leave as a family. Okay, yep. all right. We're talking to Nick Stolberg. He's from New Roots Haiti. You can find out more information about the organization at newrootshaiti.org, and we'll talk about that after the break. Well, why don't we break now? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, terrific. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll hear more uh, from Nick about New Roots Haiti, um, more updates on what's going on in country, and more thoughts about what God might have for your future. That's next on the ride home. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. Hi, it's me, Marcia from the Springhouse. How are you? Hey, take a big whiff. Mmm, can you smell it? The real hickory wood burning long and slow in our smokehouse to smoke our old-fashioned hickory smoked hams. Have you ever tried a springhouse smoked ham? The meat is so tender it falls right off the bone when it comes out of the oven. And the taste, mmm-mm, a taste of days gone by. A springhouse hickory smoked ham makes a great corporate gift in a big springhouse box with a big red bow on top. Or how about for all those sage folks that remember smoking their own hams as youngsters? Give us a call at 724-228-3339 to order your whole or half hickory smoked ham from the Springhouse. Or check us out on the web at www.springhousemarket.com. And Merry Christmas from all of us at the Springhouse in 84 PA. Crossroads Ministries presents a night to celebrate the season with acclaimed crossover vocalist and songwriter Charles Billingsley. Enjoy a sweet night of great music and dessert. December 15th or 16th, it's Christmas time again with Charles Billingsley, former lead vocalist with Grammy-nominated new song at Crossroads Ministries in Finleyville. Tickets just $20. Get yours now at crsmin.com. If you've ever read anything by the Puritans or other fathers of the faith, you know that their reverence for God was deep and profound. You can incorporate their prayers into your own worship time using the devotional Be Thou My Vision. This is a beautiful hardcover book that presents prayers, catechisms, and creeds from throughout the centuries in an easy-to-read daily format. Request a copy from Truth For Life at truthforlife.org slash donate. Right now during Mattress Firm's Dream Simber Sale, get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price and save up to $700. Plus, get a free adjustable base. Visit a store near you or mattressfirm.com today. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Underground coal has been mined in Pennsylvania for more than 200 years. Over one million homes in Pennsylvania sit on top of abandoned mines. These mines can collapse, causing damage to your home. Most homeowners' policies do not cover damage caused by mine subsidence or water breakouts. Damage often exceeds $100,000. DEP makes protecting your home easy and affordable. 
Don't take any chances. Visit dep.pa.gov MSI or call 1-800-922-1678 today. Expect a shower in places this evening, otherwise plenty of clouds tonight with a low of 35. Tomorrow, a passing morning shower, otherwise mostly cloudy. Tomorrow's high 40. Tomorrow night will be overcast with a couple of flurries, low 27. Mostly cloudy Saturday, breezy with a snow shower, high 31. Extreme cold outbreak expected later next week into Christmas weekend. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. We're enjoying our time with Nick Stolberg. New Roots Haiti is his organization. He had a story to tell about, hey, don't, Lord, I do not want to be part of any long-term mission. He's living in Haiti now with his wife and four kids. Nick, okay, so now that you're in Haiti, going in, you knew nothing. You didn't know the country. You didn't know the language. You didn't know what to eat. Are you fluent in the language? Yeah, so I spent uh, my few months I had before moving to Haiti. Uh, I drove a street sweeper because I was working for the city. And so I had like the little MP3 player in my ear. And yeah. I'd be learning all kinds of words. <laughs> well, unfortunately, I learned like words like zebras and uh, bears and all sorts of animals that you're never going to find in Haiti. I think I know more zoo animals than most of the guys I work with now. Uh, but yeah, so we, uh, we, had to learn, we had to learn Creole. We had to learn the network. We had to learn how to operate in a city that we knew nothing about. And when I left... Uh, one of the holes that I had was I'm a, I like to talk to people. I'm an extrovert. I like to go to the grocery store and see somebody I know. There were years, um, you know, living in Haiti where I couldn't go to the airport without finding two or three people I know now. I go to the grocery store. I go to the restaurants. And we have a, a whole village, a city of people that we know. And uh, that network is amazing. And I love living there because I love to have all these friends around us. And so that's, that's what we just really learned and experienced and gained in the first, you know, five, six years we were in Haiti. And so that, that kind of brought us to was like, how do, how do we actually help Haiti? How do we, you know, create opportunities so families never need to take their kids to an orphanage, to an infant care center? Well, what they were lacking so often, my wife, she's a social worker by heart. I mean, she, uh, she has a degree in human services. And, like she, and so she would work with the moms. They were coming in. She saw the love in their parents' eyes as they you know, handed their kids over to because they were so sick. They needed you know, inter- intervention and care. And um, they could, couldn't afford to go to a doctor. Well, a or lot of times with, with malnutrition, they didn't necessarily need to be hospitalized. But they needed, you know, a couple months where they'd never missed a feeding. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we would do is we would bring in these very sick monish kids, get them healthy, get them plump. Um, the moms would be in classes during, you know, do a lot of education, some outpatient, you know, programs, and then get them back with their families. That was, that was the intent. So um, is that the core of what you're doing with New Roots Haiti? Not at all. Yeah. So what we wanted to do at that point was uh, – was go upstream. You know, those, those were hard years. I mean, we, we lost a lot of kids because a lot of times it was too late. Um, and, and so how could we help parents before they need the services of infant care centers of hospitals of, Mm -hmm. and, and we saw just way too much mortality in young babies and in kids. And so what we want to do is just create economic opportunities. So we started new roots Haiti and the mission is to help alleviate generational poverty through education, employment, and nutritional assistance. And so it's pretty broad. It gives us, you know, some perspective to work under, but at the, at the core, what I'm super passionate about and what we kind of started with was uh, economic opportunities. Um, and so we created a small educational farm where we can employ people to come in to raise animals. Um, and then we butcher the animals and then sell them to people all over. And so we're using a mixture of missions as business as well as, um, you know, just 
you know, relational ministry to change the lives in this community. And so we have about 50 people working for New Roots. Uh, we have a community center program where we work with about 300 youth in our community. Wow. They do a Bible program that's focused on literacy development. They do, um, you know, all sorts of different sports activities, but nothing in Haiti is built for kids. Everything is built for adults or, you know, what limited things that are built, nothing's for kids. And so we want a place where kids can come and play, be safe, be you know, fed spiritually, um, you know, there's so much trauma. I mean, we see the mental health issues that we have mm -hmm. just in the United States alone. Imagine living in Haiti. Right. Uh, you know, so many medicines. We have a full-time psychologist. We have a, an amazing director. We have just a, an amazing um, community center program. That's my wife's developed. You can learn way more about it on our on our website. New Haiti. New Haiti.org, yeah. Our YouTube channel has a bunch of great videos of kids and what we're doing that explains that a lot more than I have time to do here. Um, we have a, a, a feed mill that we built in the last uh, couple years. And so we work with hundreds of farmers in our area to help them grow crops that we can then buy back, turn into chicken feed to feed chickens that then we butcher and sell. And so it's grassroots economical development mm -hmm. um, is, is really what we're, we're, we're focused on. So, And you see yeah. God working. You know what? All the time. Uh, we have – I go down the road now and I, I saw a dad um, – a dad you know, dads that typically are traveling to other countries to find a job, mm -hmm. he's having a birthday party for his little girls. He's went out and bought pops. He bought some decorations. Mm -hmm. Like to have a disposable income in Haiti that you can, you know, have a party for your kids, that doesn't happen. And so to see that happen is just, it's amazing. And that's just one small example of the, the economic growth, the spiritual growth. We work with a couple of churches in our community and it's, it's fantastic. So, so birthday party, which would be so simple yep. to us here. Yeah. It's a whole different thing. There. There's kids that don't even know their birthdays. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not celebrated. They don't They don't have money for that. So. Wow. Well, it's been terrific to it hear the story. Been, Nick, I mean, Nick. the time is too short for us, and we certainly appreciate your passion, your storytelling. New Roots Haiti, anywhere online. Absolutely. Yeah. Facebook, uh, YouTube, the, yeah, the World Wide Web, everything. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure here talking. So. Find out more information about New Roots Haiti at newrootshaiti.org. One hundred one point five WORD. Searching for answers to tough questions? This week from Chuck Swindoll. Education isn't the secret of finding truth. It is faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, the way, the truth. Stop searching when you come to him. You found the truth. Hear Chuck Swindoll explain why Jesus said of himself, I am the way, the truth, and the life. This week on Insight for Living. Tomorrow morning at 8 on 101.5 WORD. For most of us, it's hard to even look at. We've all seen the images of a hungry child. She can barely move because that hunger has left her exhausted, lifeless. There's a name for this. It's severe acute malnutrition. Save the Children works in poor areas and cares for the child you're thinking of right now. But they can't do it without you. Just $30 a month can help save children for less than a dollar a day whether it's providing emergency nutrition or protecting children fleeing from the war in Ukraine, or a child in need in any of the other 120 countries around the world where Save the Children works, your $30 a month can change everything for a child who's suffering. Call 888-884-4836. That's 
4836 or give online at savechildrentoday.org. That hailstorm really did some damage to the house, honey. I know, and so close to Christmas. What are we going to do? Well, you know, our neighbor Eric said Bachman's Roofing helped him with his insurance claim and walked him through each step of the process. Maybe we should call them, too. Eric's wife did say Bachman's are local storm experts. Can we ask them about saving with solar roofing? I think that's a great idea. Call Bachman's Roofing and Solar at 412-744-8390 or go to pittsburgh.bachmansroofing.com. The students and staff at Trinity Christian School would like to wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. The birth of our Savior is truly something to celebrate, something to share. It's also a time to find rest, to be with the people we love, to remember those we miss, and anticipate good things to come. For unto us a son is given, unto us a child is born. He is here with you always. From your friends at Trinity Christian School. Marketing your business is hard. It's so competitive. And getting new customers is as hard as keeping your existing ones. We know it because we're a local business too. So when it comes to marketing your business and getting new customers, we know how to do it. Our digital marketing firm, Salem Surround, is built to create customized solutions to your business. Not your competitors, just you. Reach out to us at SalemSurround.com and we'll work with you to create those solutions that will increase your business and bring you new customers. SalemSurround.com So it's cloudy for the, what do you think, ninth straight day maybe? So gray. Mm, Very gray. Super, super gray. I was with some people this morning and somebody was like, people complain too much about the weather here. It was sunny yesterday. (laughs) And there was this moment of silence and everyone at the table said, no, "No, it wasn't. It was not. No, No, maybe. That was like a dream he had. So when people talk about traveling during the winter months, oftentimes, most times, it's the, you know, the snowbirds. We're going to escape the dreariness. We're go- a friend of mine just said, I just booked my tickets for Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico? Beginning oh, maybe it'll be a state by then. Maybe, maybe they'll drop off their <laughs> colonial, whatever. They're going to decolonize. Right. Puerto Rico. Uh, I'd love to go to Puerto Rico, wouldn't you? Never been. Neither have I. I would love to uh, go. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm sure really it's sunny and warm yes. in Puerto Rico on yeah. the island. Uh huh. Be very nice. Snowbird. Are they going to go for a week or two? Or? One week. Uh huh. Delish. Mm-hmm. All right. So people do that, but we saw something today about sort of the alternative: a winter trip to a winter destination. Right. So you're celebrating the season instead of trying to escape it. Mm-hmm. Any interest? Yes. Really? Which I would never have had an interest in five years ago. But strangely enough, the older I get, the more I'm doing the anti snowbird thing. I'm starting to like winter more. Yeah. I mean, you surrender it, to it. I guess I have. You have That's to. That's a what surprise are you do, to right? me. Okay, so nine bucket list trips to get peak hygiene. Oh, Higgy? I don't know how to pronounce that word. H-Y-G-G-E. It's a yeah. Danish word, right? Yeah. Higgy? Hygie? Yeah, it's a, it's a Danish word. Mm-hmm. Uh comes from the original Norwegian that means... Uh, comfort. Comfort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it describes a mood of coziness and comfortable conviviality. That's nice. Uh-huh. I, I would aspire to that, wouldn't yep. you? Mm-hmm. Okay, last night I got home, had a little dinner... Uh, lying in my favorite... Lying, <laughs> lying in my favorite chair. Hugo. Huga, mm-hmm. with my feet up, a Afghan up to my neck, and a big mug of tea. Wow, that's Huga. That's very. I was very, very comfortable last night. Looked out the window; it was dark and cold. You know, it's it's coming. Okay, so they're saying uh, the bucket list. I would love to go 
top of their list, Copenhagen. Oh, mm-hmm. listen. Mm-hmm. Denmark. I've never been to Denmark. No, I would love... It's, it's a tiny place. None of these places. Denmark is the first place to go when seeking the cozy life. Head to the luxurious Di Alagere Hotel, okay. which has been providing a what? Hygiene? Uh, Huga. Huga. <laughs> <laughs> My grasp of the language. Yeah. These much to be deserved. Mm. Huga. Uh, been providing a Huga home base in Copenhagen, this hotel, since 1755. <gasps> For nearly 300 years, they've mastered the art of warming people up while the Nordic winter rages outside. Oh, it sounds wonderful. Mm-hmm. In the upper lobby, you'll find a picture-perfect old fireplace surrounded by comfy chairs, candelabras with real candles, best enjoyed with the hotel's famous homemade glog, which is warmed spice wine. It's also worth braving the cold and dark to see how Copenhagen dresses up its famous Trivoli Gardens mm. for the festive season. Mm-hmm. Copenhagen. That'd be nice. How long does it take to get to Copenhagen? Not too long. You could probably fly to Frankfurt is uh, nine hours or eight hours, I think. And then, I mean, Hop, Copenhagen is only an hour probably mm. away from there. wonder how expensive. wonder what the dollars That's like. what I was going to mm-hmm. ask. Right. Okay. Uh, they're also, they're on the bucket list is Fogo Island in Newfoundland, Canada. Closer. Mm-hmm. Modern architecture perched on the shores of Newfoundland. Check. In-room fireplaces... And hand-quilted blankets, check. Community-based philosophy in which monetary surpluses are reinvested locally, super check. Fogo Island Inn encapsulates a Scandinavian way of thinking from the decor to the business operations, but it is all Canadian. Be careful they don't kill you. Our guests arrive to the island off an island. They can curl up with a pair of binoculars to watch the seabirds tempt the cold sea water. Uh, berry picking and uh, petting the Newfie dogs. Yeah. I love Newfies. That'd be fine. All right. I, I've, Copenhagen still has my attention. Without a doubt. How about uh, Long Year Bayern Svalbard, Norway? Okay. Mm-hmm. The remote Svalbard is perched so far north that one has to look to see the northern lights so winters here require a healthy healthy dose, dose of hygge. Uh, Hugo. <laughs> <laughs> to get through it. <laughs> I guess I have to go there to experience it before I, I can so. pronounce it properly. So. Fortunately, it's a Norwegian territory and thus imbued with Scandinavian sensibilities that lend themselves to coziness. Book a room at the comfy Funkin Lodge. Gary, doesn't that sound like that place, that where um, that island, that solitary uh, Star Island off the coast of New Hampshire. Mm. Oh, that was oh, New Hampshire. Yeah. Oh, that was yeah. okay. Yeah, for some reason, I US. transplanted that to Scandinavia. All right, so yeah, okay. so thanks. So a, a one U.S. dollar equals seven do- seven Danish krone. Whatever okay. that means. Right. However, one dollar seven. seven Danish krone. Okay. So it sounds like a good, maybe it's a good deal. All right. We'll Probably find out. not. Probably you think, not. When you think about, it, you think, oh, the Volvo or something like that, right? You know. No, that's Sweden. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is it Hugo? That's not. <laughs> It's you. It's not. I'm not even going. All right. Uh, let me go back to my uh, to my bucket list of places that I'll never get, be able to get to. Right? No, you don't know that. Right. I guess so. because one of the things that that I've been reading about in the past year is how many places in Europe are affordable to go to, except we just assume they're not. You think? We assume. Oh well, I could never afford to go to Europe. Okay. Hagi. 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 No, I. Hagi. 
Hagee. It says Huga in my. Hagee. Oh, Isn't the preacher Hagee? Maybe they're pronouncing the preacher. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Okay, how about going to um, to uh, Newport, Rhode Island? That's very nice. nice. Very nice, All isn't right. it? New England winters may be the best spent indoors, but Newport, Rhode Island leans into the inclement weather by channeling its higgy. Hugo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get out much. <laughs> I, I really don't. I, <laughs> you travel the world. Yes, what are I you have. talking about? I have. I have you traveled the world. <laughs> the Chandler at Cliff Walk runs winter culinary experiences in the property's three heated yurts. Yeah, be fine. I'm not, and not, and be, I am not going on a vacation to a yurt. Oh, I would. I am in not. A heartbeat. No, no, I've no. had dinner inside of a yurt. Fine. What's a yurt? It's like a teepee. Oh. Mm-hmm. Kind of. So it's a yeah, it's a teepee. I mean, I've been in. Do so they have room service? No, no. Remember, <laughs> they probably do here. Yeah. Remember Doofenshmirtz? Oh, Doofenshmirtz yeah. multi-level yurt. Yeah, yeah. I was in a yurt in Mongolia. Very nice. Going uh, going to a yurt in Mongolia. Well, who hasn't been there? Yeah, I mean that's there sounds... in a yurt in Mongolia. Yeah. Well, they don't have higgy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it applies in Mongolia. I don't think it applies. I think you're trying too hard if you're doing that in Rhode Island. Probably so. Maybe so. I don't know. Okay. I mean, I right. okay. Uh, how about uh, Northern Iceland? Can you imagine North Northern Iceland? Yeah. Why can't I? Is is Southern Iceland not cold enough? And I they guess. don't they don't have any huga there. Iceland may have gained independence from Denmark in the 1940s, but this Nordic island still embodies the huga lifestyle. Throw on a traditional uh, Icelandic wool sweater, head north to Deppler Farm on the Troll Peninsula to experience next-level Huga. Despite the intense winters and long nights Iceland's known for, the luxury hotel ensures guests stay warm with in-room fireplaces. Nice. That'd be really great. Uh Beds draped in sheepskin and an open-air geothermal pool. There's also a Viking sauna and a communal hang space. With its own fireplace, full library, and plenty of blankets. Uh, that sounds nice. Yep. How yeah. About Telluride, Colorado. Oh, okay. That'd be very yeah. nice. Yeah. Colorado ski towns. Now, do you ski? No. Gary, do you ski? No. Why do a I? Few no. times. My sister um, aspires to this. She's, but she calls herself a very proud snow bunny, mm. which would be great. You're just going to hang out in the, in the lodge, right? right. The snow bunny lifestyle. Uh, how about Gridwood, Alaska? Alaska. Gridwood. Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, there's a resort there called the Gridwood Resort, famous for its ski slopes. Opened the first uh, state's first Nordic spa. Very nice. Uh, Swedish Lapland. I'd like to do that. Got anything in San Diego? No, no. exactly. That's exactly where I want to go, right? 72 degrees and sunny. Yeah, but this is supposed to soak up the winter. That's what these options are doing. Look out the window. I'm just soak saying, if there. you were on Fogo Island in Newfoundland, maybe you'd have a different outlook. Mm-hmm. Tell your ride, Colorado. Probably so. That yeah. seems. I tell we your ride. We can maybe send you on a mission trip there. <laughs> if only. Yeah, they Every, must have you know people who need to hear the word. Everybody needs to hear yeah. the word, right? Tell yeah. your ride, Colorado. But Kathy Col- wants to go to Paris. Yeah, she wants a or, mission trip to Paris. I would. The south of France seems yeah, like it's yeah. a place that's mm-hmm. needy. Heathens. Tell your ride, Colorado. <laughs> seems like a big dollar place. I'm sure it is. Yeah, yeah right down the road. I, I, out of all of these, Copenhagen. Copenhagen. That's where I'm going. Yeah. With your hickey. I'm out of
Eric was way behind on his taxes. I owed a lot of money to the IRS, almost $15,000. I tried to make payments. The IRS wasn't satisfied with Eric's efforts, so they came after him full force. They're coming to put a lien and a hold on all my income, my home, my car. I was just overwhelmed at what to do. Then Eric called Optima Tax Relief. When Optima Tax got involved, the cars would stop, the threats would stop. It was easy like... uh. One, two, three. Optima Tax Relief is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau, and their team of expert tax professionals took care of Eric's problem. I owe 15000 and now my debt is clean. I don't owe anything. Take Eric's advice. If you have a tax problem, you need to call Optima Tax now. Call Optima Tax Relief for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. I'm thankful for the time I get to spend with my family during Christmas. Christmas is a time for gratitude at Eaton Christian Academy. I'm thankful for the opportunity that I get to spend time with those I love. My favorite thing about the holiday season is seeing the look on my family's face when I give them a really good gift. During the Christmas season, I'm thankful that I can see all of my family members in one place. I'm thankful for the friends and relationships that I've made here at Eden. Merry Christmas from your friends at Eden Christian Academy. At Progressive, we know there's nothing like the feeling of riding a motorcycle with your crew on the open road. It's a primal, wild freedom. A feeling that would be impossible to recreate on the radio. Until now. Hit it, sound effects guy. Lost a stride at the end there. Get 24-7 roadside assistance with Progressive, America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Roadside assistance subject to policy terms and limits and may require comprehensive coverage. Revival Today Church presents Celebrate the King, a free Christmas event for you and your family. With musical guests Uche Agu, Ron Canoli, Karen Sheard, and Jacqueline Carr. Featuring the Revival Today Mass Choir. Along with a word from Pastor Jonathan Shuttlesworth. Saturday, December 17th at the Montour Junction Sports Complex. Doors open at 6. Sign up today at rtcregister.com. Want next level safety ad-free? Unlock advanced hyper-local severe weather alerts when you subscribe to Premium Plus on the AccuWeather app. AccuWeather alerts are prompted by our expert meteorologists who monitor and analyze dangerous weather risks 24-7 to keep you and your family safer. These notifications are clear, concise, and hyper-local down to your neighborhood or street address. Download the AccuWeather app and upgrade to Premium Plus today. Speaking of far-flung destinations, it appears as though that Bethlehem welcomes the full tort of tourists back. It's open. After the pandemic mm. has closed Bethlehem, Bethlehem essentially for two full years, they're expecting next week a minimum of 150,000 tourists in Bethlehem. Wow. 150,000. So they're saying the business is booming, the streets Bethlehem are bustling. Is in Palestinian territory, right? Uh, it's in Israel. Maybe they share in, an airport. It's in the disputed. It has, I, I'm pretty sure it, if it's not in Palestinian territory, it's in disputed territory. Right, right. I don't know. I think I, it's I'll, a shared territory, okay, right? Okay. Yeah. So dozens of groups apparently from every continent pose for selfies 
in front of the Church of the Nativity, built on the grotto where Christians believe that Jesus was born. A giant Christmas tree sparkled in the adjacent manger square. Tourists packed into shops to buy olive wood crosses and other souvenirs. Okay, that I'm not sounds doing that. kitschy. Seriously. No. I don't know. I see. I'm not going to go t- I'm get- shopping for like a Bethlehem shot glass. No. Something, you know, of course hey. not. Of course and not. That's crazy. And I, I'm saying this as someone who's never been to Israel, so I'm speaking in ignorance. But that's always been my fear is that so, you know, tradition says this is where this happened. It just, I feel like the commercialization could overtake you. Yes. Although, if, I think, obviously, a, a thousand different tours or 10,000 different tours, yes. you could find a, mm-hmm. the right one sure that right. would sort of fit your mold of, I'm not going to go you know, shopping for trinkets. Right. But Bethlehem on Christmas? I don't think that's the one I would choose. Well, it'd just be super crowded. Mm-hmm. As far as it being holy? Would it be? See, I just... it. Now, of course, we're... I'm making my judgments based on a lot of things I've read, right. never having, having been, been there, there. Right. but that would be foremost in my mind. Why am I doing this? What about uh, security and safety? I mean, you would imagine there'd be very high tension, mm-hmm. right? Every time. Palestinians yep. and the Israelis, right. and uh, you think there'd be a lot of checkpoints, a yep. lot of checking sure. of bags and all that, mm-hmm. but it's probably no different than... Here we are in the city, right? I mean, I mean look at what's... Just take right. your life in your hands wherever yeah. you go, right? You just you trust that you move forward, that's right. all. yeah. But I would love to. I would love to go, perhaps not at exactly at Christmas, though. No. But never having been, like, you know, you, when you tell people you've never been to Israel, you know, you get, like, in your friends, they're like, what? You've never been? You've never been to Israel? <laughs> right? I would... We've been invited. We went. We were invited to go on a particular tour. Do you remember this of Israel? I do. It was right before the pandemic, mm-hmm. and we were excited about it. We were like, "No, this is the one that we want to we yeah. want to do." And then it didn't COVID happen. happened, right? And then so we we're still not set up for anything. I would love to go, but I think like more than anything, you would have to fight the throngs and the bus tours and the machinations of. Tourism. Which... Yeah, so you have to make your way through all that with someone. Well, you know this from, from your traveling. Yeah. That when you're in country on your own, you're at the mercy of every tourist everything. Right. But when you're in country with someone who is a native, they cut you through all of that. Mm-hmm. They say, you don't want to see that. You don't want to do that. Right. Just come with me. Let me grease uh, the wheels That's for just you. a much, or not even grease the wheels. Let me just show you what's worth seeing. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? That's just the better way to go. So again, okay, so you've got your haji. <laughs> your hege. Yeah. We could go to Copenhagen. Yes, right? which would be great. And then sort of take a side trip to Bethlehem. Not no, still in the same area. No, it's not in the same area. No, but it sure would be great. It would be great. Mm-hmm. I. What about um, hege uh, in <laughs> Copenhagen? And then go south and take in one of the great German Christmas markets. Oh, I'd love to. I mean, they're epically. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just, I would love yeah. to be in Germany sometime between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Oh, so would you rather have a um, a comfortable uh, long retirement, mm-hmm. safe at home, mm-hmm. or would you rather? <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, it's good. This isn't this. No, I like it. I like it. This is a little preamble for tomorrow. Or would you rather just throw it to the wind and go, I'm going to be a nomad and travel the world for as long as my money lasts? Here's the thing. I would love to travel, but I don't think I could commit myself to be a nomad for... No, I don't think I could do that. I love traveling, yeah. but I think I have to do it in spurts. Mm-hmm. Although every time I've been overseas, and I mean every time, when I'm on my way back, I think I could stay another week. I always think that. Yeah. I don't know. The, the nomad life would be... I, I think I'd like to try that. Just go out and throw caution to the wind and see the world. And For make six it up months. as you go along. Six I'd months. love to do that. Okay. Maybe then I need to come home and put my feet up. Put your feet up. Yeah. 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 Take a rest. All right. Take a quick break. Come back. The five o'clock hour of the ride home with Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. It's Word FM. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Dot com. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Americans cutting back their retail spending last month. Sales are off 0.6% from November into December, following a sharp rise the previous month. Bankrate.com senior industry analyst Ted Rossman says this report might be a hint toward an upcoming recession. People are being careful now. I think they might really be careful come January, February, when the bills arrive and there's not all the holiday fanfare. Um, So I I think slowing consumer spending is is definitely on the side of the ledger of, uh uh-oh, a recession could be coming. Senate giving approval to a bill that would ban the use of TikTok on government phones and devices. Several states recently banned the use of TikTok on those devices and computer networks. This is SRN News. There's still time for business owners to claim their federal aid under the Employee Retention Tax Credit Program. Cash refunds of up to $26,000 per employee are available for employers who continue to pay their employees during the COVID epidemic. Many businesses qualify and simply do not know it. All business types and industries may qualify. You can claim the credit even if you received a PPP loan. This is a cash payment and not a loan and can be claimed now. The licensed CPAs and tax professionals at Ferguson, Timar and Associates have been serving business owners across the country for over 15 years. The best part is that until you receive your cash payment, you don't pay us a dime. Our tax credit specialists are available now at 833-ERC-FILE, and your tax payment estimate is quick, easy, and free. That's 833-ERC-FILE to qualify you and your business for up to $26,000 per employee of free federal aid. Call us now at 833-ERC-FILE. That's 833-ERC-FILE. My pillow's excited to announce the original My Slippers are back in stock. Hey, it's John Hall. Last Christmas you made My Slippers the number one selling My Pillow product, and now they've added smaller sizes, larger sizes, wide sizes, and all new colors. What makes My Slippers different is the exclusive four-layer design that you're not going to find in any other slippers. My Slippers patented layers make them ultra-comfortable, extremely durable, and they help relieve the stress on your feet. Wear them anytime, anywhere, and save $90 off with promo code WORD. That's only $49.98 a pair. 
You'll absolutely love my slippers. And now they're also extending their 60-day money-back guarantee until March 1st, 2023, making them the best Christmas gift ever. So go to MyPillow.com, use promo code WORD, or call 800-391-0954 now. Again, use promo code WORD to save $90 on the original My Slippers. That's only $49.98 a pair. Quantities won't last long, so please order now. The holidays are upon us. Folks are heading downtown to shop and see the sights. But the most stunning place just might be First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh with our sanctuary all decked out for Christmas. Best of all, we celebrate what Christmas really means. So come, bring your family and friends for Sunday worship, 1045 326th Avenue. Then stay downtown to eat and shop. The true light of Christmas shines at First Presbyterian Church. I love seeing the transformation of a smile. There's a reason patients love Dr. Megan Stock, voted Pittsburgh Trib's best of the best dentist in northern Allegheny County for the second year in a row. You don't have to do full mouth rehabilitation to really transform a patient's life for a patient to be able to smile confidently and be happy with their own smile. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. Stock Family Dentistry, Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Expect a shower in places this evening, otherwise plenty of clouds tonight with a low of 35. Tomorrow, a passing morning shower, otherwise mostly cloudy, tomorrow's high 40. Tomorrow night will be overcast with a couple of flurries, low 27. Mostly cloudy Saturday, breezy with a snow shower, high 31. Extreme cold outbreak expected later next week into Christmas weekend. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Portions of the following program have been pre-recorded. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Oh, no, we're here. We are live and local, high top Green Tree Hill. And uh, thank you for being with us on this Thursday. I want to thank everybody who was so kind and generous with our Save the Children campaign. You're just so fabulous. We loved you so much. Yeah, thank you, could, thank you, thank you. Yeah, we, we might have set a record yesterday with the amount of giving in uh, a... Ride Home with John and Kathy show. Well, that, it was a terrific outpouring from our Ride Home audience. Sure was. I was really just so touched by it. I, it was a really lovely day. It was a wonderful thing to do at Christmas. Sure was. I mean, you know, the 10 giving, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. so fabulous. From that incredible We're going to times it times 10. Times it times 10. <laughs> I love that so much. Not counting that, it was uh, almost 500 children. Wow. Isn't 500 that kids. Amazing. Almost. 500 children's lives. I mean, yeah. It's hard to quantify a dollar value yeah, on that. Right. Holy smokes, that's fabulous. Yes, yeah, so thank you to everybody who mm-hmm. took part in that. You ever live in a place like, you know, uh, an early apartment where you had to put plastic on the windows? Yes. Yeah, man. South Oakland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember like doing that and like uh, you put the tape up yep. and then put the plastic up and then yep. get a hair dryer. Yeah, hair dryer, <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Well, I think about that because it's going to be cold. The cold is finally coming. So the winter winter we've had up till now Mm -hmm. is going to be a thing of the past. Yep. Apparently a a pattern change that will eventually draw extremely cold air into the lower 48 is on its way. The first blast of Arctic chill. uh, This is from uh, today's trib. The first blast of Arctic chill makes a brief visit behind the ongoing blizzard 
in the central United States. I was talking to my brother-in-law today who lives in Aberdeen, South Dakota, uh, two feet of snow. Really? But they shrug their shoulders. Like they yeah, okay. It's child's play. Yep. The calendar closes in on Christmas. More powerful bouts of frigid air are going to make their way. Now, looking at the uh, extended forecast for us here in Pittsburgh, uh, coming up uh, next, let me see, starting next Friday, okay. the high will be 20, the low will be 9. Mm-hmm. Whoa! Mm-hmm. Christmas Eve, uh, they're saying the high will be 13. <gasps> The low will be six. So we are headed wow. into some cold weather here. Mm-hmm. It's upon us. Yeah. Christmas Day uh, should be a very balmy, a high of 22 with a low of 12. It looks Today as though- I didn't wear a coat. You didn't wear a coat. It's cold out there. It's even. cold. Yeah. But it wasn't that cold. And I have like this a wrap, this, a wrap on. Mm-hmm. And I was doing a lot of running around and I have my boots on. And so I thought, okay you it. know, a coat's going to be a pain in the neck. Right. So Jumping I mean, I, I, I like carried it, but I didn't wear it. Mm-hmm. Right. That day, there's not going to be any carrying. No, no, no. Whenever you like, you know, you do something like that. It's kind of funny. You know, you're carrying your coat. I always hear like my mother's voice telling me. Oh, put your coat on. Or you're going to get sick. Wouldn't matter if I was, you know. Five, fifteen, or mm-hmm. fifty-five. You hear your mother's voice going, "Come on, put that coat on." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so but we're that has cold. nothing to do with you getting sick or not. No, it doesn't. It really doesn't. No, it doesn't. unless you're out there forever. You know, but that's still not going to make you know. Uh, did you ever grow up in the era of putting um, um, bread bags on your on your feet? No, you, but you I, re- I mean, yes, sure. I mean, I remember people we talking that. about that. I don't think I ever did that though. Did Inside that. your boots, yeah. Yeah. yeah, if you have crappy boots. <laughs> a wonder bag. On yeah, each we put that. Yeah, did that. Yeah. Okay, so cold, super cold Christmas Day. What I say, 22 for the high. I mean, it's going to be cold for the foreseeable. They're showing us here. Temps in the mid 20s as the high. Mm-hmm. Jiminy. Yeah. Christmas. And we've been really good about the furnace, haven't you? Mm-hmm. We've been trying to be very careful about the heating bills and whatnot right. and looking for. My back door is a little, there's a little sort of, you can you lean up against it, you kind of feel a little. I need to get a little something in there, I guess. Well, huh? you know, I was trying, we were at 62 for a long time. Yeah. And I just bumped it up. The uh, temperature in your house is set at 62, 62 in the furnace. Yeah. That's cold. Yeah, it is cold. Mm-hmm. But we have this one room that is heated with a fireplace, uh, a fireplace insert, you know, super efficient one. Yeah. And so we're trying to stay in that room. You know, so basically we're heating the rest of the house to minimal temperature and, and then, staying cozy in the one room right so that's and, what we're trying to do well i was just cooking the other day and i was just very very cold so even I put in it the up, kitchen uh, yeah i pulled it up to 67 well that's fine yeah but here's what's funny i left it at 67 simply because i forgot got up in the middle of the night oh, and I sweaty thought, why is it so hot? <laughs> it's amazing you got used to that 62 yeah you do yeah and apparently you sleep better too do you think yeah i don't mind it it being cold at mm-hmm. night is no big deal yeah no, it's fine. But yeah, when you get up in the morning, that can be a real shock. Yeah. Hey, speaking of that, I, I had two, not one, but two fabulous dreams last night. I really? mean, two fabulous dreams. I woke up this morning. I was like, whoa, that's cool. I dream often of flying. And I was flying last night in my dream. And of course, I've dreamt this dream, the flying dream, so many times that I'm aware in many ways that I am dreaming. Sure. Right. This is a dream, but this is a good one. But I was flying, you know, oftentimes I'm flying, you know, towards on the rooftops, but I got so up high and my body, I do this thing in my dream. (laughs) 
where I'm moving my body to push myself up higher. I was so high up in the sky that I got scared and I had to struggle to come back down. You're like Iron Man. Mm, kind of, yeah. And then, of all things, I dreamed of my dog, Gus. And I had Gussie on a, on a oh. leash. I mean, that's, you ever dream about your pets? I mean, yes, I've never I, dreamt about I my pets. I dream about my cats. Really? All the time, really? including the ones that have passed on. Why is that? I don't know. I love it. I don't get it. There was my Gus. I was like, Gussie. Oh, yeah. that's so, that's yeah. really good. Having a good dream sort of like sets the tone for the day. My I favorite believe. dreams are when I'm like a spy. A spy? You're a spy? <laughs> yeah, I have those dreams a lot. What? Yep. Tell me that. No, I don't what think kind I of a spy? To. I just I I don't know. There's something in really. Yeah, Nefarious I am. Uh huh. I am. I'm Matahari. I'm, I'm living a covert life. Really, mm-hmm. a spy. Kathy Emmons, MI6. Exactly. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Or, yeah. Five, Gary, or five. Or five. Are you packing? Uh, no, I'm just, I'm surviving on my wits alone. Really? Do you have a monocle? Uh, <laughs> no monocle. Thank, thank you for asking. I would, I would like to see there, that. There's always though a cadre of people around me who are, who were, were equipped, engaged in, in common work. Leather pants? No, I haven't seen leather pants. I mean, you'd think that'd be like, I no. don't know what kind of questions you're asking well, me, but the answer to all my of vision them of is a, no. Like my vision of a spy. No. You're wearing a monocle, packing you it with leather pants. You can tell though that I watch spy shows a lot because- that's my dreams are like a you know a compilation do you have of, a fear for your safety oh sure oh as a spy of course it's part of the drama mm-hmm. the dream maybe it's a psychological thing about the truth maybe you're mm-hmm. the doctor's in yeah. just saying it might have something to do with we're talking about christmas cards next 101.5 w-o-r-d i'm alan jackson and i have the privilege of joining you each day to open the word of god and ask for his input and I'm convinced the challenges we face in today's world are more spiritual than they are political or economic. Exploring God's Word together is refreshing. It equips us for everything that comes our way. Join me and let's see what God has in store for us today. A fresh look at Scripture, weekday mornings at 9.30, Alan Jackson Ministries on 101.5 WORD. For most of us, it's hard to even look at. We've all seen the images of a hungry child. She can barely move because that hunger has left her exhausted, lifeless. There's a name for this. It's severe acute malnutrition. Save the Children works in poor areas and cares for the child you're thinking of right now. But they can't do it without you. Just $30 a month can help save children for less than a dollar a day whether it's providing emergency nutrition or protecting children fleeing from the war in Ukraine, or a child in need in any of the other 120 countries around the world where Save the Children works, your $30 a month can change everything for a child who's suffering. Call 888-884-4836. That's 888-884-4836. Or give online at SaveChildrenToday.org. The students and staff at Trinity Christian School would like to wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. The birth of our Savior is truly something to celebrate, something to share. It's also a time to find rest, to be with the people we love, to remember those we miss, and anticipate good things to come. For unto us a son is given, unto us a child is born. He is here with you, always. From your friends at Trinity Christian School. 
The final days of Winterfest are here at Lowe's. Save now before they're gone. There's still some time to check off your list with big savings on gifts your favorite DIYers will love. Find all the top brands and tools, smart home, small appliances, and more. We make shopping for last-minute gifts easy, too. When you buy online, you can pick up in-store now through December 24th. Celebrate the holiday season and don't miss the final days to save during Winterfest. Only at Lowe's. If you've ever read anything by the Puritans or other fathers of the faith, you know that their reverence for God was deep and profound. You can incorporate their prayers into your own worship time using the devotional Be Thou My Vision. This is a beautiful hardcover book that presents prayers, catechisms, and creeds from throughout the centuries in an easy-to-read daily format. Request a copy from Truth For Life at truthforlife.org slash donate. I remember the first Christmas that my dad was sick. He was kind of... I don't know, ailing a little bit leading up to Christmas, uh, but didn't seem th- th- like that big of a thing. And then on Christmas morning at about seven o'clock, we had to call an ambulance. Mm, wow. And that was that. So the beginning went, of it all. Mm-hmm. So we went uh, to uh, Christmas Day, spent it at Passavant Hospital, Hospital in the north side. And what was really difficult about it, other than the fact that that happened, is that only three days previous, my father-in-law had a medical emergency. And so my husband had to leave and travel by himself across the state of Pennsylvania to the other side, to Lancaster County, to be with his dad. So we were already one man down. Uh, And, of course, you know, I was having 20 people for dinner on Christmas. My dad ends up being sick. And so whatever our plans were... For the warm holiday where everyone gathered around the beautiful table with the candles and the wonderful food and all of that, completely shot, Mm -hmm. completely Mm -hmm. shot. And I remember um, walking out of Passive and Hospital. They have the music that pipes out magically from the stones. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Sure. And they were playing Christmas music. And I hated the sound of Christmas music. Hmm. And then I kind of had to take a step back and look at myself and say, no, what, like, why? why do I hate that that much? And I thought, because I, had, I didn't realize, I think, until that year that I'd bought into the fact that you're supposed to be happy at Christmas. That's what you're supposed to be. Yeah. And so that music was like at such juxtaposition with how I felt walking out of the hospital that night that I just, I, I couldn't bear to hear about it. And especially... When it's your father, because yeah. I don't care, you know, whether you're six or 56, your father is infallible, right? He's the guy, the strength, the center of it all. So when he mm-hmm. falters, I think everybody feels weak. Yeah. Hannah King is with us. Hannah's a priest, a writer in the Anglican Church of North America. She serves in a, as the associate pastor at Village Church in Greenville, South Carolina. She wrote a wonderful piece in Christianity Today, Christmas grafts us into God's non-traditional family. And Hannah, welcome to the show. 
Thank you. Thanks for having me. Our pleasure. So, Hannah, you tell a story in Christmas Graphs Us Into God's Non-Traditional Family about being a young girl and loving the uh, the coming of Christmas cards, right? Uh, and you see the, the beauty of all these different families, the Christmas letters, the photographs, but then your father takes ill and passes away, and it becomes the Christmas cards, as you describe it, becomes salt in the wound. That's right. What is that like for you? How did it, how did that sort of work through your life? Well, my father got sick when I was 11 and he fought really hard, you know, to beat cancer. Um he was sick for 4 years, so it was kind of a slow gradual loss and I think, you know, for me each Christmas became more and more sad as he got more and more weak and, you know, there were more kind of medical emergencies popping up here and there. Uh, in our home and just feeling more sort of estranged from the sort of American cultural narrative of family togetherness and, you know, everyone's happy and intact and feeling more and more uh, sort of isolated from that story. And that's just it, isn't it? Right. I mean, we we are sold this story of the nuclear family, mother, father, children, and happiness. And when you don't have that, I mean, it shakes you to the core. Right. So, Hannah, um, how did that change you when you were growing up? After your dad passed, you're one of six kids. Um, your mom is, you know, raising you by herself. Um, were there others who stepped in? Yeah. So, um, you know, my family was really sort of surrounded by uh, our church community. And I, I mean that sort of broadly. You know, we had a local church, but I, we were also uh, at a Christian school and I think, you know, for a long time, I felt um, both kind of second class, right, mm-hmm. second rate in the church uh, because of my family story. But I also felt and truly was familyed by the church. And that was, you know, life changing for me in the sense that um, I think I'm still a Christian today because of other adults who came around my my mom and around me and discipled me. Um, And also, I think, you know, the kind of emotional fabric that children need to continue developing as they grow was still given to me by sort of spiritual mothers and fathers and aunts and uncles and that sort of thing. Interesting. So in your piece, you you talk about the idea that that fathers are not born, but made. So uh, other men in the congregation stepped alongside your family and and sort of provided uh, comfort and strength and wisdom as you grew into a young woman. They did. And, you know, I will admit I was kind of resistant to it for the first few years. Sure. Um, And then once I realized that their ministry meant something to me, then I got even more um, concerned about them knowing, you know, that I cared. (laughs) Um, So there were some, yeah, some people who really were faithful, you know, to me, even though I might not have seemed very interested um, for a number of years, you know, and they, their, their sustained presence really was, I think what, you know, was able to kind of penetrate my, my isolation. Mm. 
So that's really wonderful. That so is. conflate that idea of the non-traditional family that you were forced to grow up in because of your father's early death, and then other people stepped in and sort of took that role, and then you sort of draw a parallel between the non-traditional family of Joseph and Mary and Jesus. Yeah, well, I was um, reflecting just this Christmas, actually, just this Advent about the Holy Family and how, in a lot of ways, you know, Jesus' own sort of nuclear family was non-traditional, and he probably experienced social shame growing up, you know, with Mary's pregnancy. Um, you know, they were refugees to Egypt for, you know, some of his early years. Just there were a lot of difficulties in his story and his childhood that I think um, can be really profound in the sense of his solidarity uh, with us, you know, and his understanding of sort of the non-traditional experience. Um, but also, you know, when we think about the Holy Family, um, we shouldn't just think about Jesus' mother and father. We should think about the fact that Jesus came and said, whoever does the will of my father mm. is my mother and my brother and my sister. And so how, you know, with Jesus' birth is sort of the birth of a broader family, which is the church. And that's one that we all belong to and we can all build even if we don't have natural children or natural spouses. That's good. Anna King is with us. She's a priest and writer in the Anglican Church of North America, uh, lives in Greenville, South Carolina. H- Hannah, for uh, people who are listening to the program who've heard your story, and maybe they don't have a positive background with the church. You know, maybe they had an issue, people didn't step in, or maybe... It wasn't family. Right. Or maybe it was mm-hmm. abusive or something like that. Um, what... How would you how would you navigate that with someone? Well, I think the first thing I would want to say is I'm so sorry. Um, you know, now I am a member of the clergy and sort of as a representative of the church, I I'm painfully aware of the fact that we are a broken family. We continue to be that, and we will be until Jesus returns. So, um, I think you know people often are carrying wounds from the church. And some of my own siblings, you know, would, I think, relate to that as well. We, you know, there's six of us, so we've all had different experiences um, in our grief um, and in our journey. But I also think that um, in any family, whether it's biological or spiritual, um, togetherness is hard and we're going to hurt each other. And we have to do the hard work of forgiveness and keeping our hearts open to the community that we need, because um, I think relational wounds can really only be healed through relationships. And so sometimes mm-hmm. we have to be able to be vulnerable again and take that step yeah. um, to receive the healing that we need and maybe to extend that for others, you know. And, and I'm sure you see that, Hannah, as a priest. I mean, uh, of course, if if you uh, attend church on a regular basis and you have, you know, what, what people call, what we would all call our church family, and, and you know, I'm so grateful for my church family. And, and, and it's sort of mourn for those who don't have that connection to that because I... They've taken me through so many incredible experiences, you know, the ups and the, and the downs. And you see that, of course, on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, where people who would never darken the church door during the year are so hungry for family and community, they come back mm-hmm. just to feel it ever so lightly. That's right. Yeah, I, um, a mentor of mine used to say, 
we're all looking for family, even if we're running from it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's true. Yeah, it just shows, it just shows how important it is. Yeah, that's really good. Right. Um, we're talking to Hannah King. She wrote an article for Christianity Today called Christmas Grafts Us into God's Non-Traditional Family. Um, Hannah... So I guess I want to close with this, you know, for people who are listening to the show today who um, aren't happy at Christmas, who are going to spend mm-hmm. Christmas in a hospital like I did for multiple years. Mm-hmm. I'm, sure don't have you, family. I'm sure you did. Don't have family, mm-hmm. have, an, a, you know, an unhappy family, a family that's not together. Um, yeah. Speak to those people on, you know, what I don't know uh, what what a Christmas celebration could look like. Hmm. Well, I close my article with an image that's very meaningful to me called Mary and Eve. And it's um, Eve is, you know, she's sorrowful. There's a snake wrapped around her feet. um, And Mary is pregnant. She's dressed in white and she's smiling and she's comforting Eve. And for me, that's, um, you know, something I return to a lot when I'm feeling sad around the holidays as kind of sort of permission to acknowledge the fact that um, peace on earth has come, but it's still coming. And so until Jesus returns to make all things new, um, we we live with unfulfilled longing. We live with um, grief. We live with broken relationships, estrangement, loneliness. These things are part of the human experience, and they will continue to be. And so they actually do belong to the Christmas story. Um, but we have hope that... Um, that the end of loneliness has begun in Christ. And so we get a foretaste of that now. And we experience that in glimpses, but we're all ultimately, you know, looking for the reunion that's coming. Yes. And, and Hannah, I'm sure, you know, as a priest yourself and, and your congregation, and then your home life with your children and your husband, this is a very busy season for you. It must be. Mm-hmm. It is. But, um, you know, we, in my tradition, we observe Advent. Yes, and yes. that's an intentional sort of slowing down before Christmas, um, you know, waiting in the darkness, reflecting on our need um, for the light to come and sort of sort of in that penitential space that um, is really has become very meaningful for me, um, even to resist that sense of just chaos and busyness, you know, um, leading up to the holidays. Check out Hannah King's article called Christmas Grafts Us into God's Non-Traditional Family in CT this month. We've been talking to her from Greenville, South Carolina. So from Pittsburgh, PA, Hannah, Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas, Hannah. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Bye. Our pleasure. Thank you. Hannah King, Christmas Grafts Us into God's Non-Traditional Family. I remember getting dumped in fourth grade. On Tuesday, I was heartbroken. By Thursday, I had met a much nicer friend. In high school, I remember mom not letting me go on a dude's trip over Christmas. I was crushed. Till they all got food poisoning on day one and spent the whole trip not Christmasing. It's Ryan. And the weird point I'm trying to make is, sometimes a positive can come from a negative. Currently, mortgage interest rates are up a bit. But one good thing is coming from it. Home prices are a little less crazy and not flying off the market quite as fast. We're seeing a lot of listeners who are taking advantage and finally buying the home they've wanted. Yes, rates may be higher at first, but their strategy is to find a dream home today while they can and refinance tomorrow when things finally settle. They've already dropped in ounces of late. If that's you, we've got a direct lender advantage that can often save you money and a $1,000 lender credit at closing. We are United Faith Mortgage. 
United Mortgage Corp, Melbourne, New York. MLS number 1330. Pennsylvania Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage lender license 22672. Hey! Revival Today Church presents Celebrate the King, a free Christmas event for you and your family. With musical guests Uche Agu, Ron Canoli, Karen Sheard, and Jekyllin Carr. Featuring the Revival Today Mass Choir. Along with a word from Pastor Jonathan Shuttlesworth. Saturday, December 17th at the Montour Junction Sports Complex. Doors open at 6. Sign up today at rtcregister.com. There's nothing like hearing the songs you love on local radio with no subscriptions and no monthly fees. But there's a new bill in Congress that could stop the music. If passed, this bill would tax your local radio station simply to play the music you love. Text LOCAL to 52886 and ask Congress to support local radio stations. Help us keep you connected to the music, local news, weather, and traffic that you need each day. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. The key to church revitalization comes not from the outside in, but from the inside out. Trinity School for Ministry presents Congregational Renewal Inside Out, January 19th and 20th. Featuring the Reverend Canon Mark Eldridge, this seminar will give you the passion, biblical principles, and proven practical strategies that will bring health and growth to any size congregation. Congregational Renewal, Inside Out, presented by Trinity School for Ministry, January 19th and 20th. Register at tsm.edu slash pastoral. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Did you know that some vaccines prevent cancer? I'm Dr. Bill Schaffner of the National Foundation for Infectious Diseases, and I want to talk to you about a vaccine that protects against the most common cause of liver cancer, the hepatitis B vaccine. Hepatitis B virus can stay silent in the body for decades before symptoms develop. Many adults need vaccination, including those up to age 59 with diabetes. To learn more, visit adultvaccination.org. That's adultvaccination.org. Expect a shower in places this evening, otherwise plenty of clouds tonight with a low of 35. Tomorrow, a passing morning shower, otherwise mostly cloudy. Tomorrow's high 40. Tomorrow night will be overcast with a couple of flurries, low 27. Mostly cloudy Saturday, breezy with a snow shower, high 31. Extreme cold outbreak expected later next week into Christmas weekend. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Does this make sense? Yeah. Does what make sense? Eggnog. Oh. Oh. Eggnog. Uh, absolutely not. Okay. 100% no. Okay. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Never uh, has it been enjoyable. Someone says, you know, hospitality. Yeah. Hey, I got a nice glass of eggnog for you. I'm going to find the nearest potted plant and dispose of that. Never. Never, you've never liked it. Never, a hundred percent. No, it, no. It's like buttermilk or cottage cheese. The same thing to me. With nutmeg in it. Yeah, warmed. No, does that make sense to you? Eggnog? You want to drink some eggnog? Yeah, this is why I'm. I know people love it. It's not for me. Uh, I disliked it my whole life. Hey, I had a strange experience the last two days. What? You've had it like you're hankering? I started thinking about it. Oh no. Are you guys? I don't know what's 
happened or why this has come upon me. Does a lot mean, of things are changing in your I life. Know. Yes. Maybe it's a vitamin. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm needing something. You know, some, you know, some women after they give birth, they start craving chalk or something. And it's some <laughs> what are you telling sign. us? You're pregnant? No. no. Is that the deal? It's some sign that there's a vitamin deficiency. Maybe I need. Why am I thinking about drinking eggnog? So would you it, make it or buy it? Well, I'd probably buy it because I don't want to make it because who wants to make what? I mean, what's in it is disgusting. Would your husband drink it? Never. Uh-huh. I, I'm saying that up until this point, it has not made sense. And in the last two days, it's making sense. Okay. So if it makes sense and you get yeah, some, yeah. then you got to bring it in. Okay. Because if you're going right. to have a glass, I'll All right. have a glass. Okay. You know what I'm going to do? Hmm. Tomorrow's show. The Ride Home with John and Kathy. The eggnog segment. Uh, it's the eggnog edition. All right. Well, it's kind of funny you bring up eggnog for your Does This Make Sense? Because we were reading earlier about, you know, the nine sort of bucket list destinations. Does glog make sense? What's glog? Remember, glog, G-L-O-G-G, warm spiced wine. Now, glog is different than grog because grog is like like a warm beer. They both sound bad. No, I, I, the idea of like, do you ever have like sangria? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's kind of like a glog sounds I'm like a warm I'm just saying the word, bur- the sound of the word is unpleasant. Two glogs, please. <laughs> I have some glog to go, right? Uh, d- you're asking me if that makes sense. Warm spiced wine. Um, it sounds better than eggnog. It really does. Except that what's happening to me the last two days, I don't understand. Uh, I Glog, I, you know, I don't drink wine. Yeah, but if it was warmed and spiced, it you might have sound, a little sip of it. It sounds a little more interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Could that make sense to you? It does make sense to me. Yeah. I remember sangria, right? As yeah. A, you know, a, a f- but a warm spiced glog, yes. 101.5 WORD. Playing Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music on the weekends with the best new Christmas music. New, new, new music. New music from Pittsburgh's David DeMarco. Oh, come all you faithful. Merry Christmas, happy holidays from Taryn Wells. And I heard the bells on Christmas Day from Aaron Schuster. The best new Christmas music. Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music on the weekends on Word FM. Great news, Nick. Legacy boxes are still in stock. With Christmas just around the corner, there's still time to buy the best Christmas gift ever. Legacy box. That's right, Adam. Order today and Legacy box ships immediately. It'll arrive ready to wrap and place under the tree. Gather the family together this Christmas and collect all your old VHS and camcorder tapes, slides, pictures, and film reels. Then you can binge on the good old days. From fading over time to risks like fire and water damage, your memories aren't protected unless they're on a digital format. Legacy Box helps you replay those great moments from the past, from Christmas morning to your wedding day. Legacy Box is the world's largest digitizer of home movies and photos. All the work is done right here in the USA, and over a million customers have trusted Legacy Box. This Christmas is the time to digitize. Visit LegacyBox.com LBOX for exclusive holiday savings. That's LegacyBox.com slash LBOX for last-minute shopping. LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. Oil investments involve a high degree of risk, and actual results may vary. Oil keeps going up as the Russia conflict escalates. Get in on the next major oil boom now and help the U.S. with your patriotic investment that can potentially pay you monthly income for up to 20 or more years. 
That's the sound of a producing oil well and the sound of a smart investment. If you're an SEC-accredited investor and have at least 25000 liquid now, you can take advantage of Encore Energy's projects and a huge tax savings for this year. If you invest in oil, you're allowed to write off nearly 100% of your investment in the first year. Goldman Sachs is projecting oil to go up to $100 a barrel. Call 800-287-6691. Encore Energy is a very active oil and gas operator in its core area of operations. Call now and learn how to deduct 100% of your investment and create 20 or more years of potential monthly income. Get this big tax deduction for 2022. Hurry before it's too late. Call 800-287-6691. That's 800-287-6691. Our real goal at RPTS is to train people for ministry. Whether training to be a pastor or just wanting to grow in your walk with God, you'll find what you're looking for at RPTS. We want to see them really grounded in their theological growth. We want it to be heart-directed as well. We want to see students prepared to serve and to love the people of God and develop ministries that we think have a great partnership with the local church. Learn more about the MTS degree program and flexible online options at rpts.edu. Growing up, remember growing up and, you know, wanting that one Christmas present and thinking, man, if I, if I get that, if I get that, I can't, I can't in thinking about it like obsessively. And then finally, you unwrapped it, and there it was, like the answer to all your dreams. Remember that? Yes. What What was your top, when you think about like your top, all the toys, all the Christmas presents that came your way as a child, do you still have memories of like, could this be the, was the one? Could be the Barbie townhouse with the, the Barbie, elevator. The Barbie townhouse. Mm-hmm. Or it was the Barbie head. Oh, yeah, the, the makeup head. Uh, and the hair head. Yeah. You could write. Mm-hmm. Which today is kind of creepy. It's it, right. looking back on yeah. it. It's something out of a horror. Now, movie. kind of funny. I have to admit that. I'll admit this. Uh, I also longed for a doll. Did you? The G.I. Joe. Oh, of course. G.I. Joe. I mean, he was He big. was large scale. Yeah, he was. And I got one. Yeah. Fabulous. And kind of rectangular feeling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he was manly. <laughs> he was very manly. We saw in Stacker.com a terrific story that we cannot recommend more highly. Uh, Top holiday toys from the year you were born. Okay, so it goes back uh, all the way to 1920. um, I mean, it be 102 years old. Right. And and talks about the toys that were the big deal that year. Mm -hmm. Now, what's fascinating about it is when I look back in the first 10 years that they uh, that they talk about 1920 to 1930, which is before either of my parents were even born. Mm-hmm. I had every one of the I when I was growing up, I had every one of those toys. Pretty much me too. And they give you the list price, which is terrific. Right. So let me start in 1920. Okay. It was the Raggedy Ann doll. The original estimated retail price was one dollar. Mm-hmm. I had several Raggedy Ann dolls and Andy. Uh yeah, yeah. We no, I didn't. They were like sort of like family dolls. Oh yeah, everybody had to share. Kind of, you know. I'm not sure. I had five sisters, so probably one of them would say that was my doll. But they they were around the house. I think I've got a picture of me clutching one when I was like two or three. Really, mm-hmm. a Raggedy Ann doll valued at one dollar in 1920 would, in today's money, be fourteen sixty nine. Is that right? Oh, okay, all right, right. not wow. bad. Okay, still not bad. Number. Uh, well, 19- no. Yeah. Here's a weird thing. Raggedy Ann was created by a political cartoonist. By the name of Johnny Gruel. That's a great name for like a nightclub singer. I wonder if he ate. Let's have a warm man for dragged, Johnny Gruel. You think he drank Glog? 
<laughs> Johnny Gruel. 1922 signature handmade dolls. Raggedy Ann and her brother Raggedy Andy. Uh-huh. Uh, the next year, 1921, Lincoln Logs. I what love a great toy. Pre-Legos. Listen, they were great because they were soft. Mm-hmm. You could still hurt your foot stepping yep. on them, no question. But there was just... So, I, you knew Lincoln, how to build. You could build Lincoln a little house. Lincoln Logs were so awesome. They sure were. Okay, 1922 were Tinker Toys, which I also love. Not as much as Lincoln Logs, but that was... But but Tinker Toys were su- surprising. They were so 1922. They, was, they sort of reminded me of like a, like a 1950s. 1950s thing. I yeah. th- thought the same thing. Yeah. 1923 it was the chemistry set. Listen, we had a chemistry set. One year, my brother made a stink bomb. My father was so hot. I mean, the whole house smelled like <laughs> smelled course. like rotten eggs for like a week. Remember, the doors were open, the windows were open, and, and you know, the little sketch on the front of the chemistry set. Everybody looks so happy. Yeah, well, you're giving a kid, you know, and very, chemicals and very Caucasian, probably like you know, acid burns and things like that with a chemistry set. You know, I mean, it bucks. looks like I, look at the people on the like. There's a there's a drawing on the cover of the chemistry mm-hmm. set. It looks like the Aryan nation. No, I mean, no, like, oh yeah, it does. They're very serious. No, they're, they're very, and serious, very you Caucasian. Know? Number twenty four, the Erector set. Had one, loved it. Okay, many many happy. And nineteen twenty five, the Teddy Bear. Never had one. You never had it. A- I don't think so. Maybe I mean I remember um, what I had like a plaid dog, which was kind of like my teddy bear, a plaid. You know, yeah, I can't say I had a teddy bear. I'm shocked by that. No, don't be shocked. That explains everything. <laughs> 1926 Crayola crayons. Oh, that's the rich kids with the big 64. Five cents with yeah. the sharpener. Come on. And the back, which was great. That was and like, you know, your parents were executives. You had the 64 pack. And 1927 was the radio flyer wagon. Had one. Loved it. I recently sold. I think about this. Our kids had a radio uh, flyer wagon. I sold that at a yard sale for like two bucks. When I think about that, I was like, why did I, I get that? rid of that? Yeah. And I remember like selling it for two bucks, and the guy actually stood there with his wife, like pondering the decision while I was like waiting for his two dollars to hit my hand. <laughs> sad. This was sad. That's sad. And 1928 is the yo-yo. Did you have a yo-yo? Yes. Oh yeah. Could you do tricks? Uh, I was. Yes, I Walk could. Walk the dog. But, but I was kind of lame at them. Eh, you know, I wasn't my yeah, thing. Right, right. Okay. Anyway, you can go on to the Stacker.com website. <clears throat> Pardon me. And look at things like the sock monkey mm-hmm. um, or the wind up toys. When it gets to the year 1933, for me, for me, all of a sudden, I didn't have any of these toys. It's so so I'm, not sh- I'm not sure what happened. Wind up um, toy, they weren't Buck Rogers pistol. You didn't yeah. have a Shirley Temple doll. No. The balsa wood models. I had, you have Monopoly game <laughs> in, the, in 1937. Yeah, I did have Monopoly, mm-hmm. but none of the other ones. No microscope set? No, no, really. Mm-mm. I see the radio flyer on eBay for $588. Whoa. And he sold it for two bucks at two a yard sale. Two bucks. Yeah, Boy, yeah. that was a poor choice. Job. How about the Viewmaster? I did have the Viewmaster. Was it the GAF? Uh, what, uh, mm, I don't remember. But I remember I had oh. the Disney one. And you could, like, look at oh. Dumbo or Alice in Wonderland or. Yeah, you, we had, like, scenes from Africa. Yeah, or, yeah, you know, yeah. You had, yeah. You, that was like, you know, let's go travel the world. And they were in 3D. Oh, even better, which was so 3D. epic at that point. Yeah. Now kids have like the, what are those things? What are they wearing? The uh, Virtual the, reality. Yeah. 1943, Little Green Army Men. Was that a big thing for you? Oh, yeah. We had bags of Little Green Army Men. Yeah, we blew them up with firecrackers, you know. Yeah, it was cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the Slinky in 1945. Of course. The Slinky, the Slinky. 
That did it. What is that? How, do you know? I never. I don't know. You never had a slinky. I did have a slinky, but I don't remember the you don't know ad. The song? Huh? The song? Oh yeah. But Everyone I loved the slinky. slinky. I loved the slinky. Going, going down the steps, Heck man. Yeah, that man. was. Now they're plastic. That and they get tangled really easily yeah. now. Yeah. I don't. Uh, the Lionel Train boy did. Oh. I was I heavy into the train Heck under yeah. the Christmas tree. Oh yeah, we had. We still have one. A really nice one. Wait now, what's the deal? Nineteen forty-seven. The Tonka trucks. T- trucks really. But does that seem too early for it's, you? It seems really, really early. Yeah. How about the toy piano? Do you have one? Nope. I didn't oh. have a toy piano. We had a toy piano. Um, we played chopsticks in the toy piano. Of course you didn't. Mm-hmm. All the adults hated you. How about the magic eight ball? Yes. Oh, well, man. And not only that, but before that, 1949 was Clue. Parker Brothers. I don't like that game. That goes on forever. I don't like that. Colonel Mustard. Who did you, did you always want to be one person? No. All the I, girls wanted to be Miss Scarlet. I tried to avoid it, okay. quite honestly. The Magic Eight Ball, though, it's a fun movie. I mean, you know, you'd ask that thing all ki- kinds of qu- crazy questions, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Nineteen fifty-one. Mm-hmm. Bring on the color forms. That was Space Age. I remember how they smelled. Me too. I love that yeah, yeah. smell. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought that was color the forms. Best. Yeah, yeah. And Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head, nineteen fifty-two. Did you have a potato? Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. One one summer, my sister, one of my sisters, got. Uh, <laughs> poison ivy really bad i mean like like her whole face she could like hardly open her eyes so i was like you know had paper boy money i bought her a mr potato head and sat next to her and played with it oh that was kind of you know you. just helping her along that was you know. sweet mm-hmm. uh scrabble in 1954 it, sold a, for two dollars like scrabble i i do like scrabble not yeah. as much as you like scrabble I like scrabble but, very interesting uh in 1955 silly putty came oh, out oh yeah which i also on the color comics the smell of that Stretch i loved it, it. i didn't mm. even like the comics but i liked making the image on what there you, you didn't like the comics i never read the comics you never read the comics mm-hmm. i studied the comics like with a like with a microscope i lived in the comic pages all that stuff you didn't read the comics never what seriously i never did how could you it just wasn't interesting to me what I, I feel badly. Really, there were it. there were puzzles and all kind of white on the comic pages. Oh, I love the. Com- Nineteen fifty six was Plato. Very nice. Another great invention. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Uh, the hula hoop in nineteen fifty eight. Wait, nineteen fifty seven. Water balloons. How Come is that? On, that's not that everybody was getting their kids water balloons. Hope I get for water Christmas. balloons that's for Christmas. Crazy. I don't think so. That's crazy. Yeah, the hula hoop. How are you on the hula hoop? Uh, I tried it a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, I. Was okay at it. Just okay. I don't think I could do it right now. Maybe. My brother was like a master hula hooper. I mean, he had Elvis down. <laughs> do those hips, Jeff. That's awesome. Yeah. 1959 is when Barbie <sighs> came out. Imagine having a piece of Barbie. I know like about a, the original Barbie. Oh, my gosh. And surprisingly, she was a brunette. Yeah. 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 Okay. She's an East Coast girl. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. 1960, the Etch-A-Sketch oh, came into reality. Did you not love the Etch-A-Sketch? It's the greatest toy. It could it's, be one of the greatest toys ever of all time. I think so, too. Yeah. I love the Etch just sketch How good were you? I mean, you know, you do sit, like, let's let's make a building. Oh, my. Uh, <laughs> a has, few windows. Who has that much A little skyline. You know, that's it. cool. I that's... was, like, putting my name in there. <laughs> and then I was done. 1962, the, the telephone on the string that you pulled around oh, that talked. Yeah, that's classic. Yeah, I love that thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Easy Bake Oven, oven premiered in 1963. Yep. And then in 64 came your G.I. Joe. Boom, G.I. Joe. How much was it? A buck uh, 95. Yeah, buck 95. While Barbie was being marketed to young girls in 1964, Hasbro gave boys a savage war hero named G.I. Joe. Yeah, I mean, they. this is cool because you didn't want to be associated with having a doll. Like my sisters would go, 
How do you like your doll? He's like, Ugh. It's not a doll, but right. it really was it's a doll. It's G.I. Joe. Yeah, it's G.I. Joe. Okay. Um, the uh, Twister came out in 1966. Yep. Played many a game of Twister, didn't you? Yes. And mm-hmm. 1967 came Light Bright. Loved and Light Bright. And I thought... How many times did you try? Did you have to reuse the black? Because of course, my parents would never buy me more pages. Right, right. So you just have to reuse it. I did that all the time. Hot Wheels. Oh man, Hot Wheels. Is that a big thing for oh, you? Oh, it was gigantic. Yeah, I mean, you know, the basic Hot Wheels was just so like you attach it to like you know the back of the couch and run it down. But then they had the Hot Wheels oh, thing with the right. little rubber. Of course. And June, that car went out of there. I think Ronnie Alexa had a, like a really nice Hot Wheel setup. So did Ronnie, you envy him? Oh, of course. Did he invite you over? Heck yeah, man, okay. my buddy. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1969 Lego premiered, mm-hmm. and in 1970 the Nerf ball. Yep, loved them both. Had them both. Uh, 1971 Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. Okay, now there, was... I, I have no idea. what Okay, that, is. that was a big thing for me. And then Uno in 1972. How many games of Uno have you played in your life? I hate that game. I love that it's game. So why? That is so dull. No, no, no. That is the. It's one of those games. Oh, here's the deal. Spare me. The Uno game doesn't. You just sit there and kind of play and laugh and talk. It doesn't require a whole lot of it, effort. It's how just, about no effort? No, <laughs> I like Uno. I do. Get out of here. Come on, Gary. Do you play Uno with your grandkids? No. What? It's Come on, I don't man. like board games. No, it's not a board game. It's a card oh, game. Card. I don't play cards either. Uh, Pap, come on. you got to play some games. 1974 was a skateboard. Yeah, I had a skateboard. Yeah. Okay, My so- dad made me a skateboard. That's a, that's, that's how we were. That's Pittsburgh. Yeah, it was Pittsburgh. It was like a, you know, it was cool. He like took some roller skates and I was like, oh, yeah, look at me, you know. Then all the other kids had fiberglass ones and I'm like falling and breaking my neck. 1977 was the Atari 2600. Oh, come on. Which was the beginning of it all. And 1978 was the Star Wars action figure. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait. Uh, yesterday at the Christmas party, uh, the boss brought up the pet rock. The pet rock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who wants a Talk pet about rock? a ripoff. Those guys, that's brilliant marketing. It was they brilliant got rich. Marketing. They made brilliant. a lot of money. Okay, so as I go along, I'm just wondering how, like, 1979 oh, was Simon Says. Simon, didn't you have Simon? Yeah, and 1980 was the Rubik's Cube. A lot I was of, an adult by then, so I yeah, wasn't right. getting this stuff. Yeah, but a lot of these have stood the test of time. Heck yeah, they have. He-Man yeah. action figure? Yeah. Oh, that's super cool. The My Little Pony was 1982. The mm-hmm. Cabbage Patch Kids Gigantic. in 83. Transformers. Our kids played both Transformers. Teddy Ruxpin, that kind of fell on hard times, right? That's kind of like a horror filmish. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. The, okay, then 1986, every kid's dream. The Nintendo came came to being. Right, and probably kind of ruined us right, all. Right, right. And then 1987 was Jenga, and then not to mention the trolls. The troll. We had trolls. We had in trolls in the 60s. Yeah, but they. Oh were, yeah. It says here that they. No, just, no, that was 60s stuff. Yeah. It said they they. Don't believe it. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> no, forget everything I. I said. lived it. I know the trolls. Forget Good. everything I. Said. Five sisters. We had like a zillion trolls. Anyway, as you go on, the the toys don't seem quite as cool. Well, as they did. Maybe that's only because, because we were older. We, yeah, we didn't be. have the com- emotional 1998 was the Furby. The what Fur- is this year? Oh, mm-hmm. look, wait! I had that uh, two thousand and four. The Robo guy. We still have that. What is this year? I'm getting How there. How far does it go up to? Yeah. Wally, uh, Angry Birds. 2021 is, is the last one. Of course, that was last Christmas. The reversible octopus plushie, which is very cute. Hmm. Have you seen that? I have not. It's very cute. It has like a smiley face on one side, and you push it inside out, and it has a frowny face. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah. Pass. All right. What's the, yeah, yeah. What's the toy this year? I mean, like, does everybody well, want it's, like you know this toy? It's a good question. It's not Barbie. It's not G.I. Joe. It's not Tinker Toys.
MyPillow is excited to bring you the biggest bedding sale ever just in time for Christmas. Hey, it's John Hall. Get the Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $29.98, a set of pillowcases for only $9.98, and rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper for as low as $99.99. They also have blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles. They even have blankets for your pets. Get duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more, all with the biggest discounts ever. They're also extending their money-back guarantee for Christmas until March 1st, 2023, making them the perfect gifts for your friends, your family, everyone you know. So go to MyPillow.com, use promo code WORD, or call 800-391-0954. You'll get huge discounts on all MyPillow bedding products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $29.98. And get all your shopping done now while quantities last. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Merry Christmas. This is Dean Gartland, president of City Mission. It has been a challenging year. Thank you for supporting City Mission through these uncertain times. I'm reminded of the words of Jesus, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Your generosity has helped us to be a light in the darkness for so many in need. The need is growing and City Mission will be there, but only with your continued support. Please visit us at citymission.org and let your light shine today. God bless you this Christmas season. You could sail the Mediterranean with Bible teacher Alistair Begg, August of 2023, stopping at several locations the Apostle Paul visited on his missionary journeys. Together we'll have the opportunity to visit ancient churches, museums, fortresses, and stroll some of the most beautiful avenues in the world. For details, log on to deeperfaithcruise.com or call 855-565-5519. 855-565-5519. The students and staff at Trinity Christian School would like to wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. The birth of our Savior is truly something to celebrate, something to share. It's also a time to find rest, to be with the people we love, to remember those we miss, and anticipate good things to come. For unto us a son is given, unto us a child is born. He is here with you always. From your friends at Trinity Christian School. Celebrate comeback season with Mucinex Fast Max Cold and Flu All-in-One. Its maximum strength formula tackles up to nine cold and flu symptoms. Try Mucinex All-in-One and get $5 cash back to celebrate your comeback. Visit FastMaxCashBack.com to learn more. Use as directed. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, Play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Do you watch uh, entertainment tonight? Never. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that a nightly show? Yes, it is. Okay, I think no. it's five days. Maybe it's seven days a week. I okay, don't know. No. I mean, you know, there was a time, I think, uh, what, what was her name? Mary Hart. Was it Mary Hart? I remember Mary Hart. Yeah. She was she was entertainment tonight. Oh, yeah. Okay. I remember that. Right. Yeah. It's been on the air for many, many years, right? Um, so the, they always dub, you know, this is the new hot thing. And, yes. Uh, it's been a long time since I've watched it, but- so are there top entertainers of the year? Someone... Top entertainers of the year? Yeah, I, mean... I think things are so specific now. You can collate your own playlist oh, in Spotify right, 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 right. or so in Apple like a... Music. I just don't think we have the same shared experience. You know, every, yeah, everybody watches their own thing on right, TV right, yes. 
or you know, I have my own list of movies, or I watch anime, or okay. I so do... speaking of that, if you're watching, uh, 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 are you tempted at all, or have you already watched the um, uh, the Netflix Prince Harry and uh, Meghan oh, Markle thing? Yeah, you gonna out. watch that? Because you like you like the royalty thing, you like the I, crown. I did. I like the crown. I I watched every moment. You're not watch it. of the festive, not the festivities, but all the ceremony around the death of Queen Elizabeth. I have zero interest. Yeah. In Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, who to me look like two adults who are whining about everything that royalty did to them, which I'm sure is a heavy heavy cross to bear. But spare me because you're making a kajillion dollars while you do it. What's the Netflix contract? Oh, it's it's like $14 million. Really? Okay, so they're fine. I mean, it's just, it, why? Will you watch it? No, of course not. I have no desire at all to watch it. That, that kind of gossipy tabloid thing, uh, no, that's just, you know. Uh, the, what interests oh, me what, is- I said $14 million. Yeah. How much? It's between 100 oh. and 150. <laughs> Whoa. Okay, so they're more than fine. But what interests me is, you know, being a brother. That's appalling. You know, being a brother, loving my brother, and having, you know, two sons, of course, who are brothers- how do you stab your brother in the back and feel good about it? I think it's horrible. Who's the king of England someday? I mean, that to right. me is like a woof. That's rough. Uh, how do you recover from that? For what? For the sake of cash or to settle an old score? A hundred million, hundred and fifty million. Cain and Abel come yeah, to mind. There you yeah. go. Thank you very much. So, mm-hmm. so you're saying it's an old story? Gary? Yes. Uh huh. Yes. I don't know. I just I don't want to fuel. I don't want to get on that train. Yeah. I, I don't. W- know. Watching a family fall apart. Like that's entertainment. No, not it. Forget it. I don't care if they're royalty or not. It's the last thing I want to watch. You? Are you going to watch that? Uh, No, hundred percent no. Hey, have a great night. Thanks for being with us. Say your prayers. The ride home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. This is Hugh Hewitt for Townhall.com. From shock to anger to outrage, that describes my arc of reaction to the latest installment of the Twitter Files, coming from. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.